0: If you're listening, tile your living room.
1: <laughs> In brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, this is Sold, the podcast to help buyers and sellers move. There's so many property podcasts out there, but the majority of them are talking to investors and trying to get people to become investors. This podcast is for normal people who are looking to buy and sell and try and navigate the complex and confusing world of the property market. My name is Lou Leucraft, I've been an estate agent for a while and I'm an estate agent based down in Brighton and Hope. So every week I'll be talking about a new topic either with someone who's an expert in their field or someone who's in the process of making a move or has just made a move. So here we are, welcome to the podcast, thanks for listening. Hello everyone, my name is Ollie, and this is Sold. Thanks for listening. Today I've got quite an interesting one, I think, for you, which is me talking to a professional property photographer called Rennie, who I've worked with for a number of years. Um, He also used to be a travel photographer as well. So today I'm talking to Rennie about a couple of things. So what's helpful when people to do if they're thinking about selling some, some of the things that Rennie says... I agree with some of them. I think you know what. Well, actually, maybe I I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily do that. But he's the one who goes in and sees. I don't know how many houses he sees in a month. You know, he, he might see somewhere around 60, 70 properties a month, which is a a lot of properties. So he knows what he's talking about. So it's a really interesting conversation with Rennie about his work and what he thinks helps people make their properties look the best that they can online. Um, and then we talk about his move because Rennie moved. I think February, he moved into his first home that he and his wife bought together. And we talk a little bit about, you know, what's sort of gone on between now and February because obviously he moved in with expectations of what was going to happen in the world and then it, um, it all changed. I mean, just so you know, Rennie is a property photographer but he also used to work for an airline. Yeah, here you go. This is my chat with Rennie Whitehead about property. So... Who are you?
0: Hello, my name's Rennie Whitehead, uh, and I'm a professional photographer, um, focusing mainly on architecture and
1: property. Nice. How long have you been doing it?
0: Um, photography, um, um, since about 2011, when I was doing just travel photography, really, um, when I was flying for an airline, that sort of gradually um, I did... Bits of live music photography and promotional music photography, uh, eventually uh, moving into um, property and interiors around five or six years ago. And
1: what is the what's the best place you've ever seen?
0: Oh well, actually, <clears throat> to be honest, um, size doesn't impress me. Oh, hey, go on. Um, and it only <laughs> only recently um, I did a. Um, a three-bedroom flat, um, low-ground floor flat in Brighton, um, which is owned by uh, a really nice um, couple, and they rent it out Airbnb-style. And um, that was just the most perfect place I've ever seen, Um, including I've stayed in some really nice hotels too, and this place just put them all to shame. I mean, in terms of the actual workmanship um, in terms of the structure of the building it was just absolutely perfect and then the, the soft furnishings the facilities so it was only quite small but really perfectly formed
1: and is that is that the one you put on your instagram yes it is yeah um, yeah i saw that one looks phenomenal
0: oh it really is yeah it's like i say the attention to detail
1: um, and how they maintain it as well um, it's, it's really really good can people find you on instagram easily what's your uh, what's your handle
0: Instagram. Um, I've got a couple actually. So I've got one that is at new.clear.photo. Um, and that is my, I used to go under, my website used to be called uh, New Clear Photography um, from when I first started. Um, that one now is more of a personal um Instagram, and then I also have um, at Property Photography UK, which is, as you would imagine, it's the property <laughs> what, and architecture side of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything but property. No, no, that's yeah, all property yeah. and
1: architecture and all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, yeah, I follow Renny, and the photos that Renny pumps out are phenomenal. And actually, I use a lot of Renny's photos uh, on my Cheers, buddy. personal Instagram <laughs> as well, and they're, they're phenomenal. Um,
0: cheers bud, thank you very much, means a lot to me
1: I wanted to ask a couple of questions about um, I guess yeah, the, the job that you do because you obviously see a lot of places and you go in to meet a lot of people um, yeah. at quite, a, quite, I guess quite a vulnerable part of their process of selling because obviously it's just before they go on the market, they don't really know what's going to happen um, are there any tips that you can give people who are looking to sell like, that will help make their photos look good or things they can do while you're there that will just make their property look better online.
0: Um well, I think I think probably the still the majority of people underestimate the importance of um not just photography but marketing as a whole really. Um which is surprising considering um house prices and how much you're likely to fork out on um <clears throat> you know, payments to agents or whatever it might be. Um and it surprises me that people still I think underestimate the importance of um especially visual marketing. Um but in terms of you know, I often get people um when I'm on the phone organising appointments and stuff, I often get people ask you know, asking me, Oh, you know, how long is it gonna take? Half an hour, ten minutes? <laughs> um, which yeah, I'd love to be able to do it that quickly, but um that's obviously impossible. Um if you want good photos. But yeah, it's in terms of like tips. Um, obviously there's a fine line between um, a hotel and really clinical empty spaces Um, some people live with very few belongings but most people don't Um, and I think most people appreciate that um, when they're going to view a house or or considering buying a house it's obviously lived in Um, so but having said that in terms of what I do, in terms of visual marketing, it's all about getting people through the door, um, as you know, and lots of little tiny things, in t- it, mostly in terms of clutter, which I don't like using the word clutter because that suggests people's belongings um, aren't as, um, you know, that are worthless, kind of. That's what the impression yeah. I get from that term. Um, but, yeah, just in terms of um, making the space as tidy as possible, as clear as possible. um I think people often um, get used to their own surroundings, obviously. And, and, uh, and it's really handy to try and look at your, your home with fresh eyes and see it from, a, a, a stranger's point of view. So yeah. little things that might mean a lot to you, um, might make a photo look cluttered, um, or over personal and things like that. So, um, yeah, I would I would try to depersonalize things as much as possible. Um, things like you know specifically things like mirrors and, and windows and shiny surfaces, reflective surfaces, and stuff really show up marks, and that's that's the main thing. Um, and outside spaces, driveways, gardens is, are often quite full of you know dilapidated barbecues and. and Piles of bricks and car bumpers and all kinds of stuff that, <clears throat> you know, with a few minutes um, could really make a big difference. As, as I say, it's all about getting people through the door. And uh, if somebody sees a junkyard in the back garden, um, it will possibly deter them from coming round to see a beautiful home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a few, a few minutes, half an hour um, could really be the difference between somebody um, flicking past or... Um, pressing that button and booking an
1: appointment to view. Yeah, totally. I think it's um, it's strange, isn't it, that people? I I find it strange when people don't prepare for photographs. Um...
0: Yeah, it's 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 very odd. Uh, it's it's funny because sometimes you get. Um, I do a few places with that are tenanted, um, mm. and that's always an awkward one because obviously tenants haven't asked you to come around, unlike a homeowner. Um, <clears throat> so you always have to be. A lot more sensitive, I think, because it's it's just as much their home, particularly in their eyes, it's just as much of their home as if it would be if they owned the um, the actual building. So, yeah, I personally always am a lot more a lot more sensitive to um, the needs of tenants.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. And then one thing that we 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 get asked a lot is should people do like little bits of touching up and stuff like that um, in their property. Does it make a difference for photos if there's like little marks on the wall and stuff like that where things have been scratched or can you edit that sort of thing out?
0: Um, I can do pretty much anything or I know a man who can. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, minor things. I would always suggest touching up. If they've got the time, um, then, you know, I would always suggest touching up because... You know, I might be able to do it on the computer. I might be able to touch things up, remove marks, and I can. I spend my life doing that. But, you know, you've got tiny marks, you've got big marks. And when people go around to a home, um, maybe they've seen a photo with a nice, lovely white wall, and they might get there and there's marks all over it. So it's probably best um, in the first instance to spend a little bit of time touching up, definitely. Fair enough, fair enough. And it shows care for the building, too. You know, it shows... It shows potential buyers that you actually care about you know, if, if you've if you've left um superficial marks all over the place, then that might suggest that there's more lurking below the surface and, and that, you know, you're not very um you don't care about the building enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um is there anything that's really annoying when you go to a property like to photo it that really pisses you off? <laughs> um not a lot pisses you off, really, to be fair, but
0: well I think it to to be, to be honest I'm really used to it now um and I wouldn't say anything i say the one thing that um on the opposite end of the scale really to people that might not show enough care um are overzealous people you know people that might might um get a little bit too involved and I might spend um i think people first of all underestimate um not how difficult but how time consuming it is to get good photos um so i might spend for example five minutes three minutes you know four minutes lining up a shot making sure it's level making sure it's framed well there's nothing in in, uh, in view that's gonna ruin the photo um and then i'll press that button uh maybe move on to the next shot and then i've had a few times a homeowner might come back and say oh Oh, hang on! Can we do that again? Because I've i forgotten to take. Or well, this, it might look better without this in the frame. And it's obviously, um, I'm kind of juggling because I have to offer prices to my clients that they're going to accept that that's um, attractive to them. Uh, you know, it's a fine line again between charging too much. Um, I'm charging too little, obviously I need to live, but I don't want to put clients off. And if the client's paying a certain amount, then obviously that determines the amount of time I can spend at a property, the number of photos I can take. Um, And sometimes people really don't appreciate um, that they might not, they obviously mean a lot to me as my customers uh, and as my um, customers of my customers, but, you know, I obviously have other jobs on as well, so there's a limited amount of time, and yeah, sometimes people don't appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's it's probably important to point out here that Rennie's clients are effectively people like me who are estate agents, or you know, people who want photos for stuff like Airbnb, um, and so the client isn't always the person who you're doing whose property you're in to do the photos for is it so it's as you said it's a difficult balance of wanting to make sure that the customer gets what they perceive to be I guess the the best shot that might be available yeah but at the same time tying in the fact that you've got to do it within a certain period of time Mm -hmm. you've probably got other jobs on and also I guess there's there's another point there where where people like to think that they are a lot of people like to think that they know more than they do about a lot of things. And yeah, actually you're the possibly. one who's been doing the photos for, well, 11, 12 years now. So you probably yeah, know more than them.
0: <laughs> it, well, it's uh, people, people like to be in control. Um, some people do anyway. Everyone was yeah. different, obviously. Um, that doesn't mean that, um, that doesn't automatically mean they, they can be difficult. Um, but you know, some people do like to be in control, and particularly in their own home. Um, yeah. and I completely understand that. Um and, you know, I really appreciate people um who have attention to detail and are bothered about the you know, presenting their home right. Um it's just when the sort of delays occur when I've already taken photos and I've already spent time when they want to do it all again. Um, so it's kinda like it's almost as if they get a little bit overexcited. Um, mm. When possibly the night before might have been the time to get over excited and maybe just go
1: over things one more time. <laughs> oh, so that's a good tip. So go over at your house the night before <laughs> photo, it's not the day off.
0: Definitely. Def- <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Get a neighbour to come round and have a look. Yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. All right. Remember that.
1: <laughs> are there any rooms that are really difficult to photo, like different shapes or particular rooms, that are just <laughs>
0: yeah. always a bit difficult? I would say. Um, actually, I was just talking to a chat last night on a shoot and uh loft conversions can be quite difficult sure um and that's because they're generally um they're generally quite long uh and you've got sloping ceilings and they're generally very oddly shaped you've got all kinds of little um and crannies and stuff um yeah so they can be quite difficult um and also it's not really down to the the room itself. The the, the biggest problem. Um, it's not really down to the rooms, the shape, or anything like that. It's down to decor, because photography is all about light, um, and what you have in a room in terms of furniture, uh, wall coverings, and all this kind of thing. It all affects light, and it all affects the way light rebounds off things. Yeah. Um, so, most of the time, sometimes I'll I'll use um, I'll just use natural light ambient light for for shots because you'll get the true colors in woods uh paint colorings everything in a room without a flash um and without artificial light will generally um reveal its true colors more Um, Mm. but having said that the vast majority of the time um i am using fill flash um for rooms and that rebounds off like i say furniture wall coverings paint colors ceilings um, and when when rooms, particularly ones that haven't been decorated in a long time, uh, or maybe we're, were decorated in a certain period, and you've got yellows it's and browns and this kind of thing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, I've got a really nice, you know, artificial lighting, but when it rebounds off yellows and browns and things, it's really, really difficult to, to make it look clean. It can look really grubby, even, you know, even with a lot of time spent. As I say, it's all about light, and when you're rebounding off things like browns, it just—it's pretty impossible, yeah. And and then you then you're going home and spending hours on the computer editing. You know, it's uh, yeah, that's that can be really difficult.
1: Mm, wow. Yeah, I guess stuff like that you don't really think of now because obviously not many people have brown as their sort of major color in their house, but obviously. Yeah, you know, it has gone. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've moved yeah. on. Avocado and all that. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> swirly carpets are the uh, are the dream, aren't they? Lovely. Really? I reckon, yeah, yeah. I've got a theory that avocado bathroom suites are going to come back into fashion at some point. And oh, you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I don't like it, but I just think they will. Um, <laughs> but who knows? I, mean, I hope not. Really, I've been don't ruin my, my bathroom. Bath- I love bathrooms. Uh, yeah, well, I, kitchens and bathrooms are my like. That's my place. Oh yeah, I love them yeah absolutely what's your yeah,
0: perfect bathroom dude. really perfect bathroom are um, you a, I are really
1: you a nice dark one, or, a, or a light kind of guy for the bathroom
0: um combination actually black and white definitely yeah. um yeah i would say i would say it's quite boring really i suppose but whites and grays and blacks um work really well for me um Nice bathroom with both a bath and a shower. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, nice. Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's not all about size. Um, Again, I I did one the other day and it was, I think the bathroom was six and a half meters long. Um, Massive. Yeah, yeah, really big. And then funnily enough, I did a flat a few days later that was probably the same size as that lady's bathroom. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's like, honestly, I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. but yeah, you no, know, yeah, perfect bathroom. Not nothing over the top, nothing blingy, really. Just nice and simple, nice and clean. My wife hates small tiles. Oh, really? So well, like you, the little mosaic tiles. Mosaic tiles. Yeah, mate. She hates them and gives them nightmares. So, um, yeah, nice big tiles. In fact, you remember from those photos the uh, the Airbnb that I touched on at the start? Oh, yeah. They they had. Um, almost a turquoise jade I suppose turquoise yeah. um, fish scale type shaped tiles um that was they were I really like those um but yeah yeah generally black and white black whites and grays in the uh, bathrooms for me a bit of wood
1: maybe to to break it up I'm more of a for a small bathroom I really like a um like a really dark bathroom
0: so oh right really, I really
1: like yeah, so uh, yeah, okay. like gold or copper, and then like, <laughs> oh, gold, like, really? Blue, yeah. We've actually, we've actually got copper oh my taps God. in our bathroom, okay. maybe, which was oh, I couldn't biggest... afford the gold <laughs> uh, <I don't... laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, couldn't afford the 24 carats, but went for the copper. Um, and <laughs> brilliant, went for 24 when we carat did... copper. Yeah, exactly, yeah. When we moved <laughs> in the bathroom was terrible, so we did the bathroom first and uh basically like went to town on the bathroom and then was like and then we yeah. realised that we we were like, hang a minute <laughs> We don't spend all of the time in the bathroom, so now we have to. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, they can be expensive things, can't they? Kitchens they really and bathrooms. Are.
1: Yeah, but that's I think that's probably why well, maybe why you and I, who say a lot of properties, actually really like them when they look good because you're like actually someone's paid a lot of attention here and probably spent a bit of money to yeah. This looking decent.
0: yeah probably probably
1: yeah but yeah bathrooms and kitchens are my place to be
0: yeah they're just very very clean or they should be anyway but generally yeah. they're, they're very clean sparkly smooth shiny places and uh which makes for good photos and yeah it's just um makes my job easier actually but, but don't tell anyone. Else. That's what we want. It? Well,
1: <laughs> you just have, mate. So. <laughs> yeah. um, Put tiles everywhere. Yeah. Just tile, yeah. if you're
0: listening, tile your living room
1: <laughs> in brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Brown fish amazing. scales. Oh my god. That'd be that'd be quite something. <laughs> I remember when when Lucy and I lived in London, we had a chalkboard wall, it, which the guy who came to Fred's oh, HR. Um, flat it was just like I can't take a photo of that because it just it just and it would look terrible.
0: And I was oh like, God, I was yeah.
1: like, why is chalkboard? He was like, No, the photo will show up literally everything on it. So I hadn't really thought of um, when we did it. Yeah, but yeah, I can like stuff like that. I can imagine it would be terrible. So yeah, if anyone's listening, chalkboard. That's tank. very odd, Holly. That's very odd. What well, we had like <laughs> the a, entire wall chalkboard. It wasn't a massive wall. It was like a it was like the end, a, end of a corridor. Um, so okay. wall there, but it meant you couldn't get a of uh, okay. the corridor because it was just a terrible. Okay, but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't anything yeah. weird. Nothing, nothing too, nothing too weird. Um, okay, but um, apart from being a property photographer, you've also yeah. bought a flat in the last I year or so. When did you move? Uh,
0: in Feb- February, moved in. in so February. just before the lockdown. Perfect time to move. Just in, before right? this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have an outside area before, now we've got an outside area, so um when we first when it first happened, it was I spent about a week stressing out um you know really badly. And and then um and then the outside area came into play and it was a real godsend because the flat we were in before um there wasn't even a hint of an outside area and that would have been um pretty unbearable really. So um so having an outside space, um, just like generally with um, property in that location, 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 I think um, outside space is really important. Whether you're single or whether you've got a big family, um, I think people underestimate it, um, possibly. Um, but I think people obviously are going to see that more now because of after what's happened and, and realize that. Having a nice little private semi private space outside. Um is what everybody should be able to have really, I think. Yeah, um, unfortunately. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately, and uh and you know, people can't always afford what the, what what they want. But um it would be nice if everybody could have some kind of outside area. You sound a bit like John Lennon now, mate. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, well, I've grown a beard, so you? I'm off with a lockdown
1: got, beard. You got a bit grey as well. Like yours. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, my, my, yeah, my, my lockdown it, beard. I did grey. Yeah. Did you? Oh no, you're nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not natural at all. Honest, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny. Actually, Rightmove released some data um, that a week or two after the lockdown sort of kicked in the the most searched term on Rightmove was was the word garden. Because oh right, wow. Right, right. Okay. Everyone has done is just like you know just what you've said. There is that you know people actually something like a a, a lockdown, which obviously hasn't happened in anyone's lifetime before. But well, yeah, that's something I mean, really puts um, it into perspective what you do and don't want.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I've spoken to a few people, and I mean, judging on the amount of work I've got coming through now, um, considering what's happened. I'm really surprised. But I do think that is a manifestation of um, the sort of change in in uh, people's requirements um, and wants in terms of um, living and, and homes and all that kind of thing. Um, and I've spoken to a few people on shoots and whether it's um, someone that's sheltering that needs to get out of the city because there's too many people or, like we say, people want an outside space. Just in case it happens again, or it's made them realise the value of that. Some people want to move from the country to the, into towns, so they're closer to to emergency services and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it 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 looks like people are starting to reevaluate how they yeah. live and and what they live for, really, because you know um, people put a great emphasis on work, which you know everyone's got to work. Obviously, we've got to pay for things, but um, if we could recast society in a different way um, and put more emphasis on enjoying life, the, obviously the other side to that, everybody starts wanting to move. Then I'm going to be the one working yeah. <laughs> all <of> the hours, uh, <laughs> God's hands. But um, but luckily, I I'm addicted to work, so that's that's oh, all right by happy me. Days.
1: Yeah, yeah. Never thought I'd say that, by the way, but you got that on record now. So that that's, I'll, I'll play that back to you when you uh, when you say, I oh, can't do this job." <laughs> that. No, Ollie, I'm bucked up. It's like, but you love to work, <laughs> Renny. <laughs> I guess the good thing about yeah, your job yeah. is you can only do it in daylight hours, can't you? Well, the photos, that is, the editing you can do. Uh,
0: well, I mean, Ollie, this is the thing that um, people, I mean, agents especially, um, really underestimate the time that goes into it. Because, I mean, a normal day for me. Um recently, especially would be like i 'd say average three shoots a day um and if you 're talking and how long' is the an shoot average of, know? well i mean i could I could do some places in forty five minutes other places might take three hours yeah so if if you say an average of an hour and a half um that's already four and a half hours then you've got your journey in between, and then most nights um i will be i 'll be a wait till at least midnight um, editing, and then I'll be awake again at six the next morning um, to do final edits with fresh eyes before I start again. Wow! So
1: it's like a so I, eighteen hour day basically. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously to do, little, to do little, little breaks shoots. in
0: between. Some, yeah. but yeah, I am easily doing. I am um, easily doing sort of fourteen sixteen hours a day, fourteen yeah. hours a
1: day maybe. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the Which... shoot's an hour and a half, but the editing is twice that if not more
0: yeah and then there's things i mean you know i do a bit of video and floor plans and um i I try to avoid video actually because it's um it's again it's underestimated it's really very time consuming um obviously the more experience you got that time reduces but it's still a really um time consuming process and one that's Really, under I don't think I think people appreciate the finished product of videos, but I don't think they f- appreciate the amount of work that's gone into it and the amount of creation.
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, especially like property videos as well, because you know, you've got to tie that you know that tightrope of showing the whole property, but also not just literally walking around the property with a, with a video camera. It's, it, it's not that easy, and it, yeah, it's a lot. You've of got, got to make videos, it engaging, it? yeah, which is definitely very difficult. You got, you
0: got, yeah, yeah, it's um. Big difference, you know, it's there's a big difference between a bad video and a good video. Some people can't, some people really don't know the difference. (laughs) Some people, um, yeah, very low standards, but um, yeah, there's a a massive difference between good and bad,
1: really huge. 100%. So then, just going back to your your property purchase, so you moved in in February, how long did it take you to find somewhere?
0: Um, well. My um my mother and father in law were over from Hong Kong. Um and that must have been actually no, they weren't. They came over after after we bought the place. But they had plans to come over. Um and at the time we had a one bedroom flat. We were renting a one bedroom flat. So um so I her my my wife's parents were coming over from Hong Kong and they had very, very kindly um offered to pay towards our flat which i never expected would happen to me in my life but i'm very 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 lucky um and yeah they've really helped us out so with plans to come over and with an offer of some money to buy a flat um we started looking probably sooner than we would have um or definitely sooner than we would have um but with um with the money, with with the uh, mortgages and all this kind of thing, obviously when you get gifted money, you have to prove where it came from and there's lots of checks. Um, so we had to actually get the money first before we could start looking. And then um, once given the money, that's obviously taken out of an account, uh, which was an investment account. So it's kind of basically losing money all the time. Um, so we kind of sped the process up a little bit. So I would say we started looking, um, first of all, in, I think, last September. Um, and then got the keys eventually on the 7th of February, I think. So you wrote that, what's that, like five months?
1: Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. It's quite quick, isn't it?
0: It felt pretty quick, to be honest. I mean, on paper, I would I would
1: say that was, yeah. that's an age, but obviously not. Yeah, and then how many but, places did you see before you found the right one?
0: Um, I mean, Not that many, to be honest, because at, at the time, there wasn't that much on the market. Um, and like I say, bear in mind all the time that the money we had was basically losing value. Um, so we didn't want to just leave it sat in a zero-interest bank account um, for too long. Um, but yeah, we probably viewed
1: maybe 20, 15, 20 places, which I'm not sure. Is that a lot? I don't think so, is it? It depends, really. I think, you know, some people... depends what you're looking for. If you're... You know, you guys have got a nice two-bedroom flat in... Pretty much in the centre of hope, haven't you, really? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, it depends what... um, To some extent, what you're looking for. If you're looking for a massive seven-bedroom house in the country, of which... Two or three come on every year. Yeah, it's going to take yeah. you know seeing twenty is quite quite extravagant. <laughs> yeah, but at the same yeah, time, true. if you are seeing flats in Hove, you could see you could easily see ten in a day if you really wanted to. So actually, seeing twenty is is not you know it's not excessive, and it just depends. Yeah, on... I, don't,
0: I don't think it's that much really because there are even even back then there's there seems to be more on the market now than there was then and yeah. there will always be more there'll always be more two bedroom flats on the market than five bedroom houses for obvious reasons um but yeah there didn't seem to be a lot available when we were looking so we saw some we saw some nice places we saw some bad places in fact this this one we we first saw um we first saw this one the details and we got in touch with the agent um we tried to book a viewing and they said that they were having trouble getting in touch with the owners, so they'd call us back and they never did call us back actually. Which um typical. I'm, sh- I'm sure if the owners knew that they'd be horrified. Um <laughs> but it was only probably a month, month and a half later, um, we'd mm. completely forgotten about it to be honest. Uh, and then yeah about about a month, month and a half later we um remembered. So we got back in touch um and managed to to a range of viewing that time and yeah and that was um wow and it was the storage as soon as we saw that storage it was like right yeah. we'll have it
1: <laughs> yeah so you, your search could have been even quicker if they called you back you could have seen it wherever. could have been yeah definitely but then at the same time you might not have if, if you'd seen it too early in your search you might not have um you know you might not have gone for it because you might have thought well wow, there might be other stuff coming on you just never know it's it things not. happen for yeah, a reason no. the time they do i think but
0: absolutely sliding doors and all that kind of thing definitely
1: <laughs> great film great film.
0: that's why that's why i have never bothered about rushing things because what what will be will be wouldn't it? and if you rush it it might not be right look at that preaching
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, my next my next question was going to be what would you do differently if you hit if you did it again but clearly nothing
0: yeah, no, no not, not we wouldn't do anything differently. Without, in fact, I would do something differently. I would have chosen, I would have paid more for for a decent solicitor here because the ones we chose were absolutely terrible. Oh, no. uh, and that's coming from someone who's really um, patient and reasonable. Um, they were the exact opposite, really. I'd say it's definitely one word of advice I would give is when it comes to it, um, everybody says that moving house is one of the most stressful things you'll ever Experience and um, don't don't sort of um, skimp when it comes to solicitors because it's uh, it's yeah they're the glue that binds the whole process together really I think
1: you're so right it's funny you know people people basically plough most of if not all of their life savings into a property purchase or, or in your mm. situation you know get get given a, a, an amount of money that they can use to, to buy a property will then go and choose a solicitor who's a couple of hundred pounds cheaper than another solicitor just yeah yeah and for that couple of hundred pounds it's it's really not worth yeah. taking the risk compared to the value of the property you're buying it's it's yeah it's kind of crazy
0: do do a lot of research do yes yeah. you know when it comes to solicitors do a lot of research don't believe reviews don't believe the opinion of one guy in the hairdressers um ask around look at reviews by all means but don't just do not be impulsive take your time
1: fair enough and i i would always i, I would add to that and you should start that process potentially even before you find the right property because yeah, it's um, absolutely weeks, weeks before months before, you yeah. know, yeah, find this, find the solicitor way before you find a property. I, I would, yeah. Yeah. Because now like, I mean, in your, in your case, you obviously would never use the same solicitor again, but if, as soon as you found a good solicitor, they will, they will save you money. The extra couple of hundred pounds that you'll yeah. pay them in the fees or whatever over the course of your lifetime, if you find a good solicitor, they will save you, Thousands of pounds. Oh, yeah, these save you money, but they'll save
0: you—they'll save you a lot of um, potential heartache and stress as well. Yeah. More importantly, yeah, I would—I would definitely have paid a handsome sum to reduce
1: the stress levels. I agree, and I think that's—that's that's the one thing you hear a lot of when people move is that like, oh, it's so stressful. Or I mean, yours—yours yours actually didn't take very long. I think probably in comparison to other people's searches, so you probably um, and. I don't know what the chain was like for the one you, that you bought, but when you've got like a really long chain involved and you've got a bad solicitor, even one bad solicitor out of you know, a chain well, exactly. of two or three properties, that's it. it it's just going to be stressful for everyone.
0: It could potentially just um, be a solicitor that doesn't check their... <laughs>
1: as did happen,
0: um, a solicitor that doesn't check their junk email. Wow. Um, which, I mean, I wouldn't... I think it's pretty unforgivable. Most people in business not to check junk email folders, but for a solicitor in the middle of a, a house sale, when exactly what you said, when you've got other people hanging hanging on uh, as part of the chain, that lack of care, um, of foresight, not checking your junk email, that can lead to days, potentially weeks delay, which can then lead to a chain falling apart yeah. and people losing a lot of money that they've worked very
1: hard for. Yeah, or in your instance, you know, coughing out for you know, rental payments that you potentially didn't need to make as well, which is yeah, exactly. Yeah, generally yeah. more expensive than the mortgage that you're, you're then going to go on to. But, you know, absolutely, you know, is, a couple yeah. of months' worth of rent quite quite a lot of money. You know, it's not it's not yeah. cheap. It is in Brighton. Yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much in Liverpool, but, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> you're going to go to gonna have like Durham. You'll probably get, like, a four-bedroom house for 50 quid a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, un- unconfirmed reports of that. Just uh...
0: yeah, I was I was chatting to someone recently actually about investing, and, and uh, that's one place they uh,
1: recommended actually houses for thirty thousand pounds. Wow! I had a look at Burnley the other day. You can get a house for about yeah thirty forty grand in Burnley. Oh, that's amazing! I don't know whether I don't know I don't know what kind of condition they're in, but you just think like, wow, that's. <laughs>
0: Incredible, isn't it? You get WCs in Brighton that cost more than that.
1: Yeah, car parking spaces, garages cost more than that.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, and I, if you think like the average deposit in the UK, I think now is something crazy like sixty grand, and then you just slap that and buy two houses cash. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, yeah, That's this just... is what the guy was, was talking to me about in terms of. Uh, I have a friend who will potentially lose his job with British Airways, and uh, and yeah, one of his his uncle, I think it is, was was. Um, Sort of educating him in the world of uh, buying uh, properties as as investment, and yet Durham came up, and I'm sure there's loads of places around the UK where you can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But sadly, in our little bubble in Brighton and Hove, we uh, it's quite an expensive yeah, place to live. So that ship has sailed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Renny, thank you so much for coming and using your your very meagre time that you have with your wife to come and talk to me. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, absolute pleasure, Ollie so there you have it thank you so much for listening and um, as always if you have any questions or if you want to be on the podcast you can find me at sold podcast on instagram and also my personal account, at Olly Lucra. Um, do get in contact if you have any questions about property, about finding somewhere, or about selling. Anything that we speak about, anything that I speak about on the podcast, and any advice that comes from it, is based on my experience. It's not legal or financial advice. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll speak next week.